Insider trading, hard knocks, coaches disputes, 53-man roster, and did we find the next Taysom Hill? All of that and more, and long overdue, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And now, WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Morris, and Ashton Rotman. Summer vacation finally over. Ashton, <laughs> we're gonna call it that. Taking the better part of three weeks off, basically. Yeah, let's let's go with that one. Okay, I thought we were gonna call it rehab. Can't say that publicly. Um, we are uh, we're joined by a guest once again this week. Unfortunately, wow, coming out. That's swinging. a nice warm <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hello, friend. So, <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> so uh, we are taping this. Into the early hours of Packers game day here. So this is being done before the final preseason game. And since we have the man here, we figured we would rattle off some football questions and get the take here of maybe what we'll see towards the end of the preseason, a 53-man roster. And one thing I will point out and bring as much attention to this as possible, (laughs) there are two people who may be in this room right now who were far ahead of the curve on a cult icon not making the 53-man mm. roster. And it is my belief 40, 50, 60, 60 hours from now-ish, Jake Kumaro is not going to be on the 53-man roster. Mm. Disagree? Well, um, you've been pounding this out for the last couple of weeks. Um, I think him not playing last week against Oakland really hurt and I've noticed a little trend here in the last week because as far as we know, um, Trevor Davis is going to play against Kansas City. Sounds like it. Um, it, it. It seems like a lot of people in, in the media uh, who cover the Packers are starting to think, ah, Trevor Davis isn't dead just yet. Ty Montgomery has fumbled a couple of kickoffs. Uh, MVS um, fumbled a kickoff as well. Trevor Davis does bring a lot of value as both a kick returner and a punt returner. And I think as we, as we saw here in this preseason – there's value to holding on to the football. You know, in the preseason, it's okay. I mean, that, that's that's what it's there for. But you get into the regular season, you cannot have special teams turnovers. Doesn't he also have a bit of a injury history? I Trevor mean, Davis? No. Um, Kumaro. Jay Kumaro. Yeah. Well, last year he uh, had There's an injury settlement. Right. I think that was the only, as I recall, that's the only time he was hurt. Uh, and he was let go by Cincinnati because he was with Cincy the previous mm-hmm. two years. And he was a street-free agent for a number of weeks, was picked up by New England for two weeks on their practice squad, let go, street-free agent before um, finding his way in Green Bay. I mean, you know, he had a very good preseason, but it is a very competitive, you know, arena at that wide receiver position. And as Mike McCarthy likes to say, among his many great sayings, a player's best ability is his availability. (laughs) Do you have any Mike McCarthy cuts ready to go there? I mean, my favorite saying was... Well, we're look, really looking ahead to week one. <laughs> well, well yeah. no? I, I, I'll look uh, for it. I, I mean, this is all I've got right now, but this wouldn't really apply. Producer of the year. Yes. Heads up. But that's Slash co-host. Mm, barely. Um, I, look, I think it's as simple as we we talked about it. The old uh, Jake Coomer also doesn't play special teams. Yeah. And just with the targets that the Packers have or the, the weapons that they have, where is he going to realistically rank in the pecking order here? In terms of you have three pass-catching tight ends, we're assuming they keep those three. 
and if not more, you have those three that can catch patch boy catch passes. The three receivers that are at the top, all three of those running backs can factor into the passing game as well. Jake Kumaro at best is going to be your tenth option. You got to be able to play special teams if we're, you're going to be that fifth or sixth wide receiver. He doesn't, so that hurts him. And as you said. We saw the return game and how much of a disaster it was. Trevor Davis helped himself by not playing and seeing, okay, this is what the other option is. What impact does the quarterback's opinion of Kumro have on this? Because of all those new guys, of all those young guys— How how did that help Jordy Nelson? Well, it didn't at all. Exactly. But of all those new guys, of all those young guys— I mean, number 12 has not been real shy about lauding praise or throwing a compliment here and there at— Really, the only one, and, that, and that's cool. Yeah, and he's he said some real positive things about Geronimo Allison the last couple of years as well. But I think if you're Brian Gutekunst, I mean, yeah, you want to you want to keep that in mind, but you can't let Aaron Rodgers dictate what your 53 man roster looks like. And uh, and I and I think Aaron Rodgers knows this. I mean, I'm just speculating, but you know, I you put something out there, and and you know, obviously, it, a lot of people noticed, and and you know, a lot of people are looking at Kumaro. And again, I mean, it was a good preseason, but um, four special team snaps in the opener against Tennessee, and that's it. Didn't play any special team snaps uh, in week two against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you have an idea of of what the tight ends and what the wide receivers can do for you, or, or at least you think you have an idea of what they could do on special teams. But Justin, I mean, you and I talked about this last week. Uh, you know they're not going to run the big five. Okay, they're they're not going to put five wide receivers out there. Even putting four wide receivers out there means you're either taking Jimmy Graham off the field in an obvious passing situation. Why would you do that? Or you're taking a running back off the field and you're obviously leaving Aaron Rodgers exposed there. And you got to wonder if you're going to see that at all. If there's any kind of injuries up front to that offensive line, even if you do run four wide receivers out there, you're only going to do that two, three, four times in a game. Um, you know, we went back and we looked at the targets, and, and I can say this much. I think between Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham, if those two guys are healthy all year, that's 150 tar- or excuse me, 250 targets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw between 500 to 550 passes in a season, and that includes throwaways. So half of the targets are going to go to those two guys. Then you really wonder, okay, well, where does Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison and, you know, the rookies and Kumaro and, and Ty Montgomery, the wide receivers, where does that all factor in? Mercedes Lewis. You know, Lance Kendricks, how much two tight ends are we going to see? I have to believe we're going to see quite a bit of that. So you just start to wonder, are there enough plays? You know, I mean, is, is there enough action you get? And bear in mind, you make the 53-man roster, it doesn't mean you're going to dress against the Beers on week one to be part of that 46-man roster. Ashton, you've been pretty quiet over there. Did you find it? No, I did not find yeah, it. You didn't even uh, look for it, did you? I did. 100% was looking for it. Uh, no, I... First of all, I've got probably the smartest football mind that I know in front of me, so I'd like to Thank listen to you, what uh, Jeff has to say. Uh, Justin chimes in every <laughs> once in a while, and then Scott also provides a nice perspective. So I like to l- I learn from Jeff every week. I try not to be too nice. You to know Jeff. why? Because I watch every week one preseason. Game. I know, and I, that's why I like to give you crap for that because you watch every single preseason. And it was game. terrible. It was. This year. I'm sure it was bad, and that's why I have you around to talk about it. So no, the the only thing that I have thoughts on we haven't gotten to it yet, but about the Brett Hundley trade, which I just found interesting. Trading away Brett Hundley to probably put Tim Boyle on on the fifty three man roster. I just thought it was an odd decision. That's if that's what ends up happening. You know, Rob Domofsky said that, um, and I don't know. Bear in mind, there's always a lot of misinformation sure. out there, and I'm not saying Domofsky is 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 giving away bad information, but I just find that interesting uh, because it seems like there is a lot of interest around the league in Tim Boyle. 
Help me out here. I mean, because we've only seen Tim Boyle from two quarters, yep. maybe two and a half quarters. And I feel like, how many summers have we been through this here? Where this this fourth quarter, you know, fourth string quarterback who's just lighting the world on fire and you got to keep him on the roster because he's going to go somewhere else. And play special teams. Well, and Tim Boyle hasn't looked as good as Taysom Hill, for example. Like, for every good play that Tim Boyle has made in his two quarters – you can point to almost one bad play sure. that he's made. You've seen what the scouting report is. Yeah, big arm, but the accuracy and everything else that comes with it, it's not there yet. Now, maybe he will be a starting quarterback in this league down the road, but is somebody really going to claim him, and not only that, but keep him on their 53-man the entire year if you waive him this weekend? And that's another thing. I mean, we, we followed the travails of uh, Joe Callahan that uh, was a two years ago when yep. you know he was let go by Green Bay, picked up I think by Cleveland, let go, picked up by New Orleans, let go, found his way Cleveland back a to times I thought uh, maybe found his way back to Green Bay. I think this was 2016. Yeah. Um, you know was yeah, and then was on the roster all of last year, um, and now he's like I don't even know fourth, fifth in Philadelphia. Obviously, he's not going to make that team. Um, so it's it's just you, that's another thing is you you know of course. There, there, there is a bias because you, I'm assuming most people just watch the Packers preseason games. They don't watch, you know, all of the other preseason games, and, and you shouldn't unless you're certifiable. But uh, you. you know, there's there's there, there's that tendency. Did to— Did you know that Dick Stockton is the preseason Miami. voice of the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Why do they keep dusting him off? Oh. Well, pulling him out of the crypt uh, and putting him in a booth. I, I don't like to talk too much about other broadcasters. Why not? Uh, well, because it's it's not. Well, you are it's a member of the radio network. Like, yeah, I guess that's fine. Cole never this, mentions Pepsi by um, name. Bob Greasy does, yeah, does the color, yeah, along right. with uh, Nat Moore, I think. Yep, you're right. Bob Greasy the quarterback? has... Matt Moore plays for the Dolphins? No, Nat, does, oh. Nat Moore. Not Matt Moore. <laughs> That'd be impressive. <laughs> um, Bob Greasy has lost a step. Really? He's lost a few miles an hour off of that fastball. No kidding. It's it's one of those things... You can't thread the needle anymore. Yeah, huh? it's, it's sad because you just I hear his voice and it just makes me think of... Ohio State, Michigan, you know, with Keith Jackson, just big college football games. And now it's like, does he even know really? where he is? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, not, I just, it's not that bad. When you but said you just, watch all other preseason games, I said, oh, well, then he knows that Dick Stockton yeah, is. Yeah, no, he's done that the last couple of years, I know. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I hear his voice, and I think of his son tripping over the dog in the driveway. <laughs> wow. Who is, uh, by the way, what, the he's the analyst for the uh, Monday night game for – Game one of the doubleheader is for week it? one. Yeah, I think it's, it's Beth Moens and him. It is. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Beth Moens. Beth Moens is doing uh, the play-by-play, and he's the analyst. Beth Moens, Reba McIntyre, very Ooh, similar voices. Just think about yeah. that when you're listening. No. Do you have any qualms about J.K. Scott as a punter, or has no. he been proven as good well, a coach as he, been he, proven true? He so looked far? a lot better in in game three against Oakland. I mean. Part of it is okay. Yes, he's a rookie, and you know, not every punt is going to be you know on point. But you look at the body of work um, from from his days in Alabama. I know you're shaking your head. That's okay. You don't have to. You talking to me? I'm talking to both of you. Oh, I'm I was shaking, shaking my head. head. At. I was like, well, you were kind of shaking your head at Justin or. Well, I don't know. There, there's, there's. I didn't. Cross I have done nothing wrong here. Jokes I did nothing. Uh, I'm listening to what you're uh, saying. No, I'm not concerned. Okay, not concerned. Part of me hopes he gets cut. That would be funny. Just for J.K. That, Scott? Just for the headline alone, you could say, oh. Welcome to the Packers, J.K. Scott. <laughs> wow. Nice. 
That's that's free advice on a headline for whenever, one day when he does get cut. Fifteen years from now. The, the reason I, I, I bring up the Hunley trade to the Seahawks is because McCarthy, I think it was, it was last week he made the comment about talking about the roster, about he wants to make sure he has the best 53 guys. And I just, whether the Tim Boyle thing is true or not, that's if this is what the move leads to, is he really one of the best 53 that's actually left? And I, I, I just don't. Is Tim Boyle? Correct. I think it's clear no. So that, no. That's, and then you, I said this to you earlier, Jeff, and you brought up the point, well, it's not just McCarthy that's bringing up the roster, yeah. which is. I mean, ultimately, it's not his final call, but um, a, part, a big part of it is, you know, you, you have to think about where your strengths and weaknesses are elsewhere on your roster. Uh, of course, also, we have to remember this. You know, Aaron Jones has suspended the first two games of the season, won't count mm-hmm. against the 53-man roster. So anyway, you slice it, and we know it's always fluid, but week three going into the Washington game, the 53 is going to look different. Right. You kind of wonder if, if they put Boyle on the roster the first two weeks and then he's the guy who gets cut uh, mm-hmm. to make room for Jones and hopefully by then everyone's kind of all settled down and they've got their rosters and you know there isn't any room for Boyle. I don't know if that's... That would make sense, you know, though. The, the, but if there's that sort of little gamesmanship when it comes to it. But, you know, it gets back to, well, if you're going to keep three wide, um, three quarterbacks, I mean, how many running backs do you keep going into week one? How many wide receivers do you keep? You can't keep them all. Right. You know. You could kill two birds with one stone. You could cut Tim Boyle, claim Taysom Hill. Because, I mean, his, get a special his days team or have to be numbered in New Orleans yeah. now. Claim Taysom Hill, and you could play him at running back and quarterback. Well, I was going to say, Taysom Hill is looking more and more like a tight end, uh, you know. <laughs> so with, good at quarterback that the Saints threw him out there on special I, teams know, last year. I, I, it's, it's a little uh, – I'm taking a little joy in this, but, I mean, there were so many people <laughs> <a> that, <laughs> that, that just felt like Taysom Hill was the second coming. Again, based on three quarters of play last year. Good play. I mean, yes, he was very good, but you're up against third and fourth stringers. Right. It just – Preseason football does not translate into regular season football. And the New Orleans Saints were so convinced that Taysom Hill is the future that Teddy Bridgewater is now the second quarterback that they've acquired in 2018 alone to be the backup. That's your guy, too. My guy, touchdown Teddy. Look, October 21st, they're playing the Ravens. All I'm saying, two best quarterbacks Louisville's Lamar ever had. Lamar will have oh, blown out his please. knee by then. Okay, so you don't easy. Have to don't speak that it. into existence. What are you doing? There has been... Two rumors out there, one much more prevalent than the other, but the other seemingly started by your guy, Michael Lombardi. (laughs) You continue. I don't mind him. He's not my guy, but I don't mind him. Well, he knocked it out of the park on Doug Peterson last year. Um, It's true. (laughs) According to him, the Packers were shopping Randall Cobb and the whole Khalil Mack rumors. Neither is going to happen, I would assume, but. If you had to choose one, which is more likely to happen? Packers move Randall Cobb yet, or they put together a package to bring in Khalil Mack? Now, are they saying uh, by move Randall Cobb, a trade or trade. release? Trade. Uh, I, I th- oh, the Cobb move is far more likely to happen because now, because who knows what's, what's real and what isn't, but Twitter told me uh, earlier tonight that the Raiders are asking for two first-round picks. And, and you Mike, know and the Mike wheels Florio are already in motion, yeah. people. Oh, maybe it was Florio. Maybe it was pro football talk. Well, the Packers have two first-round picks, so ah, there you go. It's a match made in heaven. But as our guy, CNN collectively our guy, Andrew Brandt, pointed out, you've got two pieces here. Is Number one, you have to put a trade package together. Then you have to put a contract together as well. That's a lot yep. to deal with. Even for a guy who absolutely is a game-breaker, a guy who is you know, a real impactful player like Khalil Mack, there's a lot of ifs out there. 
So how does that end? How do you, how, how do you how do you I, see? I think he, he's with the Raiders all year. Yeah. He, you know, here's does another he play thing. or eventually as those games. Now my understanding start to pile is up? if if he holds out all year, he becomes a free agent. Hmm. Um, but I loses, thought I read somewhere, but that's just it. I mean, he game loses checks, an entire yeah. year's right. worth of salary, right. which is that really worth it at um, this rate? That is asking a lot, yeah. to be sure. Um, another thing, and of course, you guys know this. You know, you start to see these rumors out there, and of course, it's not the team, it's not the Raiders. It's oftentimes the player's agent who's throwing this rumor out there, if for no other reason than to say, "Look at how valued, how coveted this player is. You better pay my guy." And it sounds as if out there it's Gruden that's holding it up. Management. Well, who could have seen this man- going bad with man- John Gruden? I mean, it, it sounds like ownership and management has been willing to appease him in terms of his, okay, we'll bend a little bit on what you want financially. But it seems, some of the stuff that I've read, that it's Gruden that is kind of being the hard liner here when it comes to the dollars that he's not willing to, to free up. Well, I mean, he's old school. He's OG. He doesn't mess around. By the way, um, just as an aside, watching uh, a number of uh, Raiders preseason games. With Beth Mowens. With Beth Mowens. Um, his. Um, yeah. <laughs> Headline of Pro Football Talk Saints trade for Bridgewater frees up Taysom Hill to play special teams. <laughs> we should note he was already free to play special teams, but. Um, uh, watching the Raiders, it was like almost going into a time machine because there was a lot of old-school West oh, yeah. Coast offense. And I'm just trying to think, how is this going to work? Oh, it's not. And, uh, yeah, so well, I don't know. I get the impression that John Gruden is not a go-with-the-sign-of-the-times type of guy. He, he has his style, well, like and that's said, how he's, he's going to he play. He is OG. The guy OG. you're telling me the guy who still wears Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and goes oh. to Hooters well, that is not be. a sign of the times guy. I'm, look, I don't wear Hawaiian shirts, but I'm, I mean, I'm not going to fault someone for wearing them. Still wearing a visor, fanny pack. Again, those, those things, that's a different are, conversation. But, I mean, the, the Hawaiian shirts. You know, some guys can you. pull off the visor. John it's Gruden. Can they? A lot of people, though, are, are stuck in their best year. Gruden's best year was 2002. I mean, I can't fault them for that. It's easier to pull off the visor if your games are played outdoors. Sean Payton, you play in a dome. Why do you have any headgear on at all? My thought. Uh, Marketing. Lights, yeah. <laughs> Got those Superdome lights. Mm. <laughs> Taysom Hill uh, played one snap on offense last year, 71 on special teams. Figures to be a core special teams player for the Saints. Oh, good for him. Quarterback of the future. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. Anything to add, Ashton? That's tasty, isn't it? No, I'd like to end on the taste. I hate being right. You know, it's just... (laughs) All the time. Does it get old? It's got to get old after a while. When were you right? It's pretty fun, actually. When have you been right? <laughs> Look, there wow. was there was one thing I've been wrong about recently. Durant. I, I said the Brooklyn Nets would, would be the eighth seed in the East oh, last year. Boy. We had the Durant thing, too. Uh, look, and when it happens thing, next year, when he signs with the, the Lakers thing, next year. All three things hey, he had you, wrong. You, you, when he signs with the Lakers. Yeah, pretty hard on the Titans a few years ago. Yeah, all three. Well, you never know. Whiffed equally hard on the Colts. Yeah, you're, you're guy. Yeah, well, yeah, but you have your biases. Well, how do you? Uh, are you, yeah. you still on in on Andrew Luck? You still in on the Colts? No, 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 not, no, no I've been burned one now. too many times. So now no, you're in. You're in. I bought stock. 
But I will say, are, are you out on the Titans? Or are you still in on the Titans, Justin? Out. I'm okay, not. I do kind of like Mike Frable, but I'm out. I'm not okay. buying the Jacksonville hype. No. I think they win that division. Think doing a little bit too much talking that they can't back up. I want to be so sure. I think they they have a little too much Blake Bortles. Right. That well, that they can't back up. It has recently been an issue for them. Blake Bortles, no receivers either. I mean, not that it matters when that's your quarterback, but you know, speaking of uh, advice here, this is I'm giving this to you as a friend. Okay. When you, what's so funny? The friend part, sorry. When you do uh, your like halftime highlights and post game, Mercedes Lewis scores a touchdown. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. I, Mercedes I thought, Lewis I, into the end zone. I thought you were gonna say, "Do you want to ride my Mercedes, boy?" <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I'm not going there. <laughs> either will suffice. Mm. Swing and a miss. Three out of ten. Any other Packers rants, Ashton? That I have, no. So, uh, do you have anybody that you think will not make the team that would surprise people? Would it just be Kumaro if that's the case? Probably Kumaro. Because, um, I mean, that's that's the guy who's been getting the most chatter. But I, I don't think there will be... Would Vince Beagle, if he's cut, would that be a big surprise? I think In the last two weeks, there's been a lot of chatter that he's not where I think they want him to be. Was he fourth round? Fourth round pick, but I would also be a little bit surprised because I mean he was hurt last year, and to, to you know basically this is his first year because remember he was hurt, missed training camp. I think yeah. he was on the pup list if yeah. I if I remember right. Um, it, it, that just seems like you're, you're cutting the cord a little bit too early. I, I will give you one name as a deep deep cut who I think and it's probably not the right word a guy who could make the roster considering the running back situation. Joel Buonio. Do you guy. have it? Do you have it? No, I don't have it. <sighs> what is it? Did you call that? Was that a call? No, of yours? no, no. It's uh, kind of, Alex o- kind of. Alex Ovechkin when he was after this though the Capitals Drunk. won the cup. Do you remember that, Jeff? How, wait, wait, do you wait. When they won the cup? How, how did you? you how do that. you bring Alex you Ovechkin into this? First of all, I didn't bring him into this. Yeah, you did. No, your guy Justin brought him into this. We were talking about Joel Buonio. Trust me, it's Justin good. brought Alex Ovechkin into this. Are you looking it up? Or I'm what? looking it up. It's going to take a couple seconds. Yeah, geez. when the Capitals better be good somehow won the cup. You won't like it, Scott. And uh, Alex Ovechkin just bombed, like hammered, gets in front of the crowd on the mic, starts to say something that was tough to decipher. All you could hear is "It's yours, boys and girls." And then who really knows? Now uh, I think it was a Washington Post reporter pieced together what he actually said. So I believe it was, it's yours, boys and girls and babes, let's go. But the way he said it at the end, it sounds like he says, it's yours, boys and girls and babes, Buonio. Wow. Huh. Okay. So every time I hear Buonio, this is a heck I just of a think of drunk Alex Ovechkin. Wow. Well, we're grinding to a halt here, Ashton. <laughs> Good use yeah, of audio. I'm trying that, to find it. Mike I can't McCarthy's find it. two favorite things. First of all, that's in your files. I don't know where it is. It's not in my files. <laughs> and, uh, mine is yours. Okay, I'm yeah. not a selfish no, guy. No. I don't have the <laughs> your login access. Uh, no, I can't. I, I'd have to listen to the whole speech and then. I'll so, have how many right preseason games have you watched so far this year? Um, I, I the last couple of days I laid off because uh, it, I wasn't going to be able to reach my goal of watching every preseason game for the first three weeks. Have you ever hit that goal? I have not. You I think, got close I think last the year. Right? Most. Uh, I think I had 42 last year. So many preseason games. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I have watched, I want to say, uh, about 25, but I'll watch about 15 next week. What does that even mean? Getting ready for the first three or four weeks of the season. Oh, this, I, this look at, I mean, look at the picture. It just looks look like a headline. bad delivery, too. Uh, Pete Carroll saying, Brett Hundley can really, quote, keep it moving. What does that even mean? Now, earlier tonight, Ashton and I were talking a little bit about the Seahawks quarterback situation. And obviously, you got Russell Wilson. Austin Davis was the number two. Do you know who their number three? Seneca Wallace. No, no. <laughs> Uh, his first name eludes me. Is it Alex? Yes. Alex Magoo yep. is his name. <laughs> <Come on>. Mr. <laughs> Magoo. Now, it's spelled differently, M-C-G-O-U-G-H. <laughs> but as I was watching the Seahawks uh, earlier uh, in the preseason, I just kept hearing about Magoo. And Big Rangers fan. <laughs> that was, it was like a Pavlov's dogs. It just um, created is- a reaction. Is this the uh, the quarterback class that we'll look back on 10 years from now and say, well, that was the next crop of great quarterbacks? I don't feel that way. Um, I think Baker Mayfield, I don't know. I really don't know how he's going to be in the NFL. A big part of it is, and we talked about size. this during the draft. Well, a little bit is the size. I mean, he's Russell Wilson size, but he doesn't have the that athletes. same kind of, exactly. I mean, he's mobile. He'll move around, but he wasn't a read option guy at Oklahoma. When was the last Big 12 quarterback well, to make a real splash in the NFL? Sam Bradford? And that's <laughs> and that's a splash? And I think maybe Andy Dalton, but I can't remember if TCU was in the Big 12 yeah. uh, at the time. It's just, you know, offenses are so electric in the Big 12 because they don't play defense. Oh, so, Graham Harrell. So you can right? stop it. Just stop it. So you can't really... <laughs> And it proves my point. How many Texas Tech quarterbacks over the last 20 years have we heard, wow, this guy threw for 8,000 yards did, in one year? Did, did Cliff Vince ever play Young. in the NFL? Kingsbury? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he was on Vince a Young. roster. I don't know huh? if he ever started. It's be Vince Young. Vince right? Young, yeah. B.J. Simons. Um, yeah, plus, if uh, everything you want to know about his athleticism, just watch that arrest video. I mean, the guy couldn't even <laughs> well, evade the cops. So uh, point, I think Mayfield's going to be all right, but a lot of it too is is the situation you get into, and he's so obviously who, in a who's the guy that you have that situation. you think is going to be the best. Uh, of the class. I, I've said it all along, Josh Rosen, Lamar, the chosen Rosen. I, I will continue Stop to say it. it's going to be Lamar. Jackson. We're talking about quarterbacks, not wide receivers here. Lamar thing? Jackson has a lot of work to do. I'm just telling you, ten Amen. years, but ten years from now, we're going to look back and say, when you're oh, man, getting outplayed, when you're getting outplayed by Robert Griffin the Third in preseason. So when does Lamar Jackson start? I believe I have a bet with our friend Matt Pauly with uh, he's starting by week eight. No. 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 I'm taking the over. I think the Ravens are going to be pretty decent this year, too. So 0% chance he starts early. Last year? I think they could be a 10 win team this year. 0% chance Mm. he starts early for that. I don't know that I would go that far, but that's just it. I mean, they're going to be successful. I I can't imagine they're going to be already looking ahead to next year by the first week of November. No chance. 0%. Eh, 1.4%. Just saying, what, they make a change, he sparks the offense, boom, win streak. So saying. the Sam Darnold hype, you're not in on that train? Well, I think Darnold was obviously very good in college. I think there's a lot of Matthew Stafford there. Um, they got to bring the interceptions down. Again, it's not a great situation that he's uh, that he's getting to in terms of the franchise. But I do think with some development, I think he could turn into – I really thought Darnold and Rosen were kind of 1-1A, one one quite honestly. Josh Allen made some huge throws in Buffalo, but I'm, I don't see it. I, I, plus, I, I saw – I can't steal the credit for this. I saw somebody else tweet it that 
it was something like the most uh, frustrating thing about Sam Darnold is his name. <laughs> is it Donald or is it Arnold? Pick one of the two. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. You who's wanted biggest, to steal that from somebody? Who's I'm your biggest disappointment? Team-wise, who's your biggest disappointment? Injuries aside, we obviously we don't know. Who's your biggest disappointment? Who's your biggest surprise as far as a team? Somebody maybe who drops from last year's playoff picture and then somebody who makes that jump. Um both both uh, a, um, AFC and NFC. I haven't gone through the the weekly predictions yet. Uh, yeah, but don't worry, um, one of us won't do it. Yeah, again. we know who won't. I think. Say that out loud. <laughs> Carolina is your. I, I, I think they drop. Drop. Okay. okay. Yeah, they definitely drop. Um, I'm really struggling with a surprise. I, mean, I think everybody know the Packers are going to take a big step forward, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, but. San Francisco, maybe. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, Dallas might sneak back into the playoffs, but do they have the passing game? You know, do they have the wide receivers? Um, I, I think Detroit takes a step backward. I think Carolina does. I think Seattle does. Arizona is a team that intrigues me. Now, they were 8-8 eight and eight last year with without Carson David Palmer Johnson for almost yeah. the, the entire season. Well, and Palmer was IR'd in, like, the middle of October. So now you, you assume you, you've got a healthy quarterback in, in Sam Bradford. you got David Johnson back. Uh, I believe they're switching to the 4-3. They, they have, um, I don't know, it's something like 41 different players on their preseason roster. So a ton of turnover. But they're not going to catch the Rams. You know, I, and I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. that It's going to be a very competitive NFC. And I think the AFC, it's going to be the same thing. I could see Miami stepping forward. i got to remember, they were a playoff team a couple of years ago when Tannehill was healthy. Right. He's back to being healthy. Yeah, but no Cutler. It's a, it's a real shame. Now that's a, a good thing. It's a downgrade that he's not there anymore. Do the Rams come back at all? I have a feeling like it's just it's just anecdotal. It's not based just that. If there's somebody who's going to be, not that they're not going to be good and still be a playoff team, but yeah. somebody who's not going to reach the expectations that I a lot of the know. national pundits I, are giving, they're going to come back just a little bit. I, I, I think Philadelphia comes back to earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about, oh, and I know they lost Carson Wentz, but all that went right, I mean, just in all the personnel moves that they made, the trades that they made, the guys that they picked up, everything locked in, and it was a pretty easy East division. It normally isn't. Normally it's a lot more competitive than but that. But they didn't play, it's not like they played half the season without Carson Wentz no, either. No, and that's another thing. You know, and people say, like, whoa, what, what an incredible job Nick Foles did. Well, they already had the number one seed wrapped up. I don't want to take away from what he did. Yeah, you got two because weeks to prepare for He it. was incredible in, in, in the postseason. Um, and I know you're a big fan, but, you know, he's never going to play that well again. That he, he that That's the new Jeff Hostetler right there. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Huh? Do you feel like uh, we just talking about who's going to surprise and disappoint? It is tough to pick who's the surprise this year because it seems like obviously now more than ever there's more information and access to stuff out there that you can't really sneak up on people. But the weird thing about this year is you look at what projections are and what everybody thinks, oh, this team will do this, this, and this. This year more than any year I can ever remember – all the teams that made the playoffs last year, nobody is saying, well, this team took a step back and, and this team couldn't be it. And every year, you know what happens with two, three, or more of those teams. But this year, all those teams, we're all assuming, yep, they'll win the division again or they're at least a well, the playoff team. I feel like there were five new NFC playoff teams yeah. last year and Atlanta. 
Uh, I think a big part of it is, the, and this is true in both the NFC and the AFC, though the NFC is a lot more competitive, the gap in talent between the haves and the have-nots has really been growing over the last few years. And yes, there is going to be a team that sneaks up on you, but it's just so hard to pick. Now, last year, I was on the, the Spectrum Sports Roundtable. Um, Ever heard of it, it was Justin? right before the start of the season. Dennis Krause asked me, um, who's your surprise in the NFC? And I said, Philadelphia. Oh, wow. And for the reasons because of what they did in the offseason, Carson Wentz needed wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So they went out and they picked up Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, uh, LeGarrette Blunt. Um, they ended up trading for Ronald Darby and uh, Tim Jernigan on, on the defensive side. And um, it all paid off. And I felt like all Carson Wentz needed was, you know, some talent. I thought they were going to be a wild card team. I didn't think they were going to be the number one seed and, and the Super Bowl team. But Dennis, to this day, completely denies that I said it. And he always demands that I show proof. Have it's you ever like Dennis, proof? it's in your archives. They got clips. But I mean, he says, well, somebody proof. taped over it, and we lost own, that yeah, episode. I don't know if he owns so, the access. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I have no proof of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, Philadelphia was, was an obvious team. Of course, they were also 7-9 and nine the year before. So, it, say, well, to go from 7-10. to ten, wrong, it took Philadelphia a while to get going last year. Didn't it? They lost early to Kansas City. I mean, Wentz, but, carried, I mean, Wentz was good from the get-go. Yeah. But he was carrying them early before the rest of the team, the defense, caught up. Yeah, that— I don't know. I'd have to go back yeah. and look. But I just remember they played Kansas City early and lost and didn't look like they were ready. Mm-hmm. And that was when Kansas City was just yeah, blowing through oh, definitely. Yeah. Just what, blasting. Where did they start the season last year? 6-0, 8-0? The Chefs? Yeah. Did, didn't, weren't they undefeated for a good uh, stretch? I thought they had one early loss. Because um, yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it the deal that like you were six weeks into the year, and nobody was undefeated yeah, for the first time since it's whenever. Really but they blew yeah. out the Patriots. Remember that they beat the Eagles. I want that might have been week two that they beat Philadelphia. I feel like maybe Kansas City started three zero, four zero. Let's see. This is riveting stuff. Anything to add, Ashton? While we're looking this up. No. Well, yeah, okay. Did you guys uh, hear about the Michael Kendricks thing? Six and zero today. The insider trading. So I think it busted for insider trading. Six and zero. Then they <laughs> lost two in a row to the Steelers, Raiders. Oh, they, oh, they did they start six and zero. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I was right. M- not really. Savor the flavor. It doesn't happen very I, often. I'm aware. That's why. That's why I was surprised. Uh, yeah, Michael Kendricks, the former, now former Browns linebacker, getting popped for insider trading. Uh, did he? Did he? Um, he didn't say anything on hard knocks, did oh, wow. he? I, uh, that's, it, that's, it would be. That's what I thought week. it was because this week's episode was obviously the Eagles Browns game, yeah. and Michael Kendricks was addressing the team, giving scouting reports insider and all the guys. Philly. Insider yeah. trading. Uh, By trading. the way, uh, you haven't seen Hard Knocks this year, have you? No. You you, you make a point to not watch it. Well, it's, it's, I, not, it's not. It's, make a it's point often not overrated. The problem is I don't have HBO. Okay. And since you won't share your HBO uh, to go, or it doesn't log work. In, just speaking saying. of insider uh, trading, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, work. I think you and I are in the same boat here. There's, it, it it's kind of played out. I mean, I, I get there's some entertainment value. To it. People were in love with the offensive line coach. Oh, the, um, the, the earlier this big summer. guy. Yeah. Big, yeah. He's a large man. Um, but it's how many different ways can you cut this, and just have it not be redundant. I'll say this, and I'm certainly not the first to say it. This has been uh, the one that I remember watching that I've been most interested in because of the whole coaching situation and just a peek behind the curtain of how much of a disaster Hugh Jackson is. And then you have the two coordinators that are kind of 
conspiring to, we know he's getting fired, so which one of us is taking over? And by the way, Greg, how does Greg Williams continue to be employed by the league? He, the man's intense. <laughs> there is a little bit of a track record there. Uh, yeah, Bounty Gate. Uh, okay, which was nine years ago. There's, he has had some success since there's then. A, there's a scene in there. One of the it may have been the first episode where he claims he turned down seven jobs in the offseason to stay in Cleveland because he believed in what they were building. That sounds like somebody we know. <laughs> it's a lot of jobs. Best Buy, like Acuity Insurance, <laughs> Gatorade. I, I'd also say this. Um, if you watch All or Nothing, I mean, to me, that just dwarfs. Hard knocks because who was interested in the preseason? Right, it's, but all or nothing is regular season. It's yeah, it's a lot more entertaining to watch a team actually go through the travails of yeah. an entire season. Than and the other thing weeks. that I like about all or nothing is it comes out after the fact mm-hmm. that you've gone through the football season, and then a couple months later, here, oh man, oh by the you're way, right they were back in it. Right. Yep. Do you have you have no thoughts on Michael Kendricks? Other than he got trading. popped for insider yeah, trading insider and released. Trading, what do you want him to say? It's not I just, exactly. I mean, something serious. He's a smart guy. I mean, you hooked up with Elon Musk and getting into that Tesla at 420 action. I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe he'll go to space one day. Well, well yes. if he was hooked up with Elon Musk, this insider trading never actually happened. Probably. That's true. Yeah, I'll yeah. talk. A lot of things with Elon Musk never really happened. Uh, my last thing that I have for you specifically to football, do you have any thoughts at all on the Rodgers extension, aside from not surprised? Not really. Okay. I haven't really sunk my teeth into into the whole thing yet. It's like, just in all of the, the you know, just the the bulk of the contract. But I mean, the interesting thing to me, and obviously the, and it's a big risk. You run the risk of pissing off the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. But they still had the two years, and then you could franchise tag him for two years. That takes you to the season where he is age thirty nine. Realistically, I know Tom Brady is still out there, but what do you expect from a 39-year-old quarterback? You, I mean, maybe you dig your heels and say, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll roll the dice with this." But then, if you're Rodgers, I'm you not know, showing and, up. And here's another thing, and I, and I hope I'm not uh, sticking my head in the lion's mouth here, but Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, those guys weren't mobile. I think a big part of the reason why they've been able to play, you know, Manning up at least up until the 2014 season, Brady, you know, to our current day. I don't know. Those guys haven't absorbed the same kind of hits that Rodgers had. Now, obviously, it hasn't affected him yet, but as you get to 37, 38, 39, I mean, look at Ben Roethlisberger. Oof. It is painful mm-hmm. watching him just lumber around. He's just got to be his last He's year, the right? modern age guy, too, that it, uh, like him more than anyone else, it's not going to end well for him. Probably not. Think. And of course, Roethlisberger entered the NFL the year I mean, before Rodgers did. I mean, post playing yeah. days. He's I'm, the I'm guy. With you. I got you. Is, I got I'm with you, you on that. When we've seen what all the other guys have gone through with CTE, like Ben Roethlisberger is the guy present day that you think, oh, this could be an ugly ending for him. Yeah. You smirking at that? You think CTE is wow. funny? Wow. Did Dude. I smirk at that? That was a smirk. Sorry, it's just Ben. Next topic. What do you got? Yeah. What else? What else? What else do I got? Jeff, you been watching baseball at all? I mean, a little bit. Do you have any thoughts on the Cleveland Indians? Not particularly. Why are you asking me I'm... for topics? I, I don't understand this. I thought you were driving this ship. Yeah. Here. Says who? 
All of us. Hmm. Well, I think we all know I'd be going in oncoming traffic. Uh, what did you think of Jerry Jones saying an 18-game schedule would be safer for the players than four preseason games? I would say false. I mean, look, I love the 16-game schedule. I think there's a lot of balance to it. I get that you can't cut the preseason. The owners, of course, want to get something out of it. And as long as you got Roger Goodell at the helm, the owners will always get what they want. If you're going to, ex- I mean, if you're dead set on, on saying, okay, we're going to expand the regular season, shorten the preseason, can we expand the rosters? Or even just keep the 16 and four, but, you know, I don't know, 60 man rosters, um, you know, and, and maybe increase that, that uh, game day roster to 50 and something along those lines. Um, I just I and you think back to last year, not just the the amount of injuries, but the players, the 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 big names that missed a significant amount of time. You know, when you, as you try and look at, you know, why the NFL is is not having the same kind of ratings they had in the past. Obviously, there's a bunch of reasons for it, but I've contended that the product is not that good. The product is just not that good, um, and a lot of it is some of it's just these oh, god awful Thursday night games they keep trotting out. But you also, you know, another thing is you get a Thursday night game. Sometimes you get the early London game. You know, and then you look at that noon window, and it's like, oh, okay. You have to choose from. You only have the, so many The Bengals options. and the Chargers. That's that's our CBS game. Wow, that's See, pass. I thought that that has done more to the ratings. Everybody played up the anthem issue tied to the ratings because of the anthem. The ra- it's, it's game. It, I mean, what what – what are my options to watch? Yeah. I don't want to watch this Thursday night game because those are two bad teams. That's why more people are not watching. If you look, if you want to prioritize Definitely. the reasons why ratings well, are down. I, I think there's, there's, there's a number of reasons. I don't right. think it's, it's one thing in particular. One. And I think another is just fatigue. The NFL has just become a 12-month thing that you have to get away from it at some point. Uh, and I also felt like, and I wish I had vocalized this uh, just so I could timestamp it, but I felt the NFL peaked in 2010. Not just because the Packers won the Super Bowl. When you look at the final four teams that year, you had the great Packers-Bears rivalry. You had you know the Steelers, an old-school franchise. You had a New York franchise. New England was 14-2 and that year. Didn't get to the Super Bowl. Didn't get to the conference championship. It's sort of like the last year of like some real parody. But it was also, of course, the year before they really tilted the rules towards the offense. You could be like the Jets, a defensive physical team, like the Seahawks were. Um, you know, even the Packers, to some degree, had a very good defense. You could play physical football and win. And I know Denver won a Super Bowl recently, and you know Seattle as well. But you, you just, you just really can't be that way anymore. So your definition of peaking was what you saw on the I field, think the, the more quality, so than revenue yeah, or ratings. Definitely or the quality like of play. Now, when I say peak, I don't mean that the NFL is in terminal decline. I don't believe that. I just think right now, the just. The presentation is not as good as it was back then. Of course, there were less Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, it just you could you could be a lot more physical. Let's be honest; that's what people they like to see. That they like to see the violence of the well, game. I know it's. <laughs> I know there are long term effects there. To that point, I never thought of it that way. I mean, you say you may not be talking about the long term terminal decline of the, but. You might. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I, if, if, if you start want if you want to talk about ratings and revenue, all I'm saying is, I, and then the CTE element that's in play. Because 2010 was around that time too. When did well, the concussion that's, that's movie the come out? Um, I mean, that's not when the movie came out. But 2010, I believe, was when the first right. um, round of lawsuits yeah. came out. Uh, up to that point, football was violent, but it was sort of like 
you you didn't see the repercussions mm-hmm. of the violence. Well, what what um, was it? 2012 that you had the Steelers and Ravens AFC Championship game. No, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I'm referring to the Steelers and the Ravens playing in the AFC. Okay, well, the Ravens would have played the Patriots in the 2012 AFC Championship game. Sorry, fine. The divisional round. What are you referring to? I'm asking you what year those two played where it was, I mean, you look back at that game like, oh, how brutal was that game? That was the last one that you saw like that. Um, well, that might have been 2010. Didn't the Steelers and Ravens play in 2010? Played in 2014. It was in 2014. Uh, and then they also played in 2010. Okay, 2010. So, so, so right in yeah. that year, yeah. Well, that was like 2007 Really, I think starting in 08, 09, 2010, that rivalry was so fierce. And it was just um, – you had – I think there was um, an article – I don't remember who wrote it, but talked about the peak year for safeties. Ed so Reed, Troy Polamalu. Probably your guy, Bill Barnwell. He's not my guy. And I don't remember if it was about 2008 or 2010, but just the safety has diminished. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're also – by the way, 2021, I think we all know, is going to be a pretty bleak year for the NFL. 2020 is going to be a very good year for college football. There's not going to be the NFL in 2021, or there is going to be a very prolonged mm-hmm. work stoppage because these two sides uh, are just the, – the divisions are so deep. Uh, but back to the question, uh, yeah. no, I don't think the NFL is in terminal decline yet. I don't think football is dying despite the fact that – we. by the way, we've been hearing stories for 25 years that youth participation is down. The kids are playing soccer. They're not growing up playing football. Um, I'm not buying into any of that, but – I don't know that you can get back to, for a variety of reasons, you can get back to that that level that we saw in 2010. Well, let me ask you this, both of you. Is it too barbaric and insensitive to say, instead of adopting all these rules for safety, which have watered down the game, it's no different than cigarettes. You know if you smoke, there's a good chance you're getting cancer. So you can play this game, but... Your health could be at risk long term. Well, I think by now, I mean everybody who plays the game has to know the risks. I when, even uh, there are several players that when when asked about it or for getting fined yeah, or no, flagged, I'd, I'd absolutely do it again. Right? They they they'll say I'd absolutely do it again. Or or Richard Sherman a couple weeks ago he made some comments about uh, this becoming flag football in several years. Right? Yeah. So I I just the players know what they're getting into. I I don't know how to feel about it because. It sucks sometimes to watch these hits, and at the same time, it's like, well, but it's also kind of boring without it. This is why, and you poo-poo the numbers, it's not the guys that are playing now. They know what they're doing. They've signed up for it. Yeah. It's mom and dad not letting little Billy play Pop Warner or play high school football. If you don't right, play like high school football, ahead of time. you're not going to play college it's football. The people, right, it's the people that were – in their 20s and in 2010-ish that now they're having kids at 10 years from now. Yeah. So once you hit the 2020s. Well, I'm not poo-pooing the numbers. I'm just saying. Oh, you're poo-pooing. Well, there's a little bit of poo-poo there. But um, (laughs) I mean, going back to when I was in high school, uh, I remember hearing about, oh, you know, soccer is, everyone's playing soccer. And, you know, and maybe it was just the area that I lived in. Um, You know, people just aren't playing football as much. Um, Now, the pop Warner is is weird to me. I think by now you know, okay, you don't want your kid, you know, playing contact football. But I would also say this: I would guess I don't know if there's a study out there if it could even be quantified. But the people who aren't playing high school football probably didn't have any chance of playing collegiately or professionally. Anyway, 
So it's like to your point, you said, well, if you didn't play in high school, you're, you're not going to play in, in, in college in the NFL, which isn't completely true. But um, I think that the, the, for the youth who, who aren't playing football, mm-hmm. we're probably never going to be on scholarship or at the NFL level. So then at what point does that – because that's obviously true, but at what point does that number even of the guys who were or weren't, when does that start to diminish also? Like I think that's the greater point that Scott's trying I, to get to. I don't know. To. I think it has, I, I, but, but at I, some point, I think yes, I think it, it will have an effect. To. I, I mean, th- it's just it's a statistical certainty that that will eventually happen if you have less people playing, less kids playing. Eventually, that will slowly work its way into the well, higher you know, ranks. You know what I think about on occasion is you know you go back a hundred years ago and you think about what were the most popular sports in America: boxing, mm-hmm. um, horse racing, baseball, high line, and college football. Now, obviously, baseball and college football is still pretty popular, but it's just so hard to tell 50 years from now. I mean, you kind of is there going to be another sport that will be invented? Probably not. But does basketball become the premier sport? Does baseball? Does, you know, maybe tennis, maybe golf become the premier mm-hmm. sport? You, just, you can't be on top forever is you basically the point. And pro football has been on top for a long, long time. Well, the three of us talked about this, you know, a month or yeah. two ago. It seems like, what was it, seven or eight years ago? NASCAR. NASCAR was, I mean, vying against the NFL, it seemed like, as the number two and closing quickly on the NFL for the number one sport in the country, in America. And that has complete. I mean, you talk about having their moment and now they're falling off. Yeah. That has completely dropped I off. I would go back a little farther than seven or eight years. But uh, ten years? I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Well, it, it was, I mean, I can remember it, it in was, the 90s. It was the 90s. Okay, a lot sure, of people saying... <laughs> At like and it the kind same of bothered time, me. you had like NASCAR me. and wrestling that were both going through this huge boom. Yeah, um, I remember it in the night. I never really got into NASCAR, but people would would get in my face. Like, you got to be in a NASCAR because it's the fastest growing sport in America. Yep. Well, like compared to what? Of course it is. Football's not going to grow anymore. Basketball and baseball don't have a lot of growth left. Uh, and I actually kind of feel a little nostalgic because I know they've changed. A lot of the rules of NASCAR, I know a lot of people, the diehards, are feeling like it's not the way it used to be. A lot of Kind of the same thing that people are saying about football. Well, their most famous names are either in a broadcast booth or just not even racing anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't smoke yeah. in the car anymore. <laughs> you have to wear your seatbelts now. You have to wear a seatbelt. The NBA, uh, I mean, so is the NBA right now where NASCAR was in the 90s? Um, because you well, can feel the momentum of the NBA. I don't think that's comparable because... The NBA's been big for the NBA was big in the '90s. You know, it was big in the '80s. Whereas NASCAR was. But was it? Remember, I mean, think back. If, you know, till prior to the '90s, NASCAR was sort of just this southern backwoods sport. You know, I, I mean, obviously everybody knew about the Daytona 500, but um, it. Uh, I, I'm guessing. I, I don't have this in front of me, but I think NASCAR, a lot like the NHL, made a real conscious effort to not just be regional, mm-hmm. to be national. And obviously, it paid off for them. But the NBA has never been bigger than it is right now. No, you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Because you know, I, I was talking to somebody who is substantially older than all of us in here, and I was surprised at how I, I guess because I've grown up with the NBA, I always feel like, well, it's Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA. Yeah. It was on life support yeah. in the eighties. I was going to yeah. say as late as the eighties. I mean, there there was. I mean, you had a star problem. You had a cocaine problem. I mean, but games weren't even. I mean, oh, it tape delayed. They yeah. had um, yeah, the conference finals, finals and live. finals games tape delayed, which yeah. I just find incredibly shocking. I always feel like you have the big three, and it's always been the big three. 
No, the NBA not so much. Well, I mean, you had the ABA in the in the seventies. Right, yeah. So I mean, there was so probably some fracturing. Took a while to yeah, merge. And... But by the mid eighties, because you had, I mean, well, it was when Bird, Bird and Magic, and Magic and... came. That's what yeah, saved it, really. right? Well, uh, those guys came along in nineteen eighty. Yes, was it eighty or seventy? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah, but yeah, eighty season. But shortly thereafter, after. Um, when you, to get back to it, you talk about kind of the decline on what we've seen on the field. Um, I know a lot of us have pointed to quarterback play and brought up before, like, well, is this next crop of quarterbacks a good one? But um, how much of the subpar quarterback play that we've seen can be tied to, and you pointed this out too, it seems like offensive line play is universally bad now. Well, uh, offensive line depth. Watching a lot of the sure. second, the third teamers. I mean, it was just brutal. I know I lost track of how many strip sacks I, I've seen through the preseason. Um, Tanner Lee, a rookie quarterback from Jacksonville, I think he was sacked five times in one quarter. Now, some of it is you know he's a rookie, but it was just it was painful to watch. I mean, every play he was under siege. Just watching the Packers and just you know. Huntley and Kaiser in this last game against the Raiders. I mean, they they didn't have any time to breathe. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's um, certainly part of it. Why? Why what? the offensive line why, depth why is, is diminishing? Why is, I, I don't. Why, what, what, I'm not sure what's why. behind that. You think? Okay. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I think part of it is, um, and I noticed it this year with the draft. There was definitely a shift more to the interior offensive linemen, and I think a big part of that is the guys like Aaron Donald and Jared McCoy. It's no longer just you got to be concerned about pressure on the edge. You got to be concerned with pressure up the middle as well. And maybe it's you know it was not a strong year for offensive tackles, and and this is maybe it's just a trend that we're getting into. Uh, you know, it's just a little watered down. Hmm. I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on on why it's bad, but. Um, you know, if you're looking for offensive line help when the when the cuts come down, you're not going to find it. Hmm. How much will? Um, oh boy. Hmm. How much will? And it sounds like we're not going to see any type of change this year. But going forward, the legalization of gambling. How much is that going to change the type of presentation and product that we see? I, I would think football would be. The one that reaps the biggest benefits with that. I I don't know. I think early on you'll probably see you know, the little score tracker on the bottom, a minus three. You know, <laughs> maybe the the over under, because uh, you know I mean you think about how how fantasy football changed. Now you see a lot of these individual statistics that you never saw, but it was always just the scores. And if, mm-hmm. if somebody had a huge game or whatever, there might be a notation on that. But now you see leading passer, leading rusher, leading receiver of every game. Um, so Defensive I, stats too. I, I, yeah, so I would imagine that you'll see the spreads, but I don't really know how else you can change it, at least in the first couple of years. I will say this. If you're looking for where football gets a boost, or any sport for that matter, the legalization of gambling. Was, was it Tony Romo that this week, it was either him or Aikman that said the players – have no idea what the line is for the game. That as I, I remember from my days, we had no idea what it was. Do you believe that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could see some players just not paying any attention to it, and others 
Now, it's kind of the same with fantasy, right? You know, I mean, some some players play fantasy football, you know, so they, they pay attention and others don't really seem to care. I know one of the, the one of the I, I felt was a real canard was people saying, well, you know, are these games going to be rigged? Well, you know, 50 years ago when, when you know, professional athletes made the same amount as everybody else, it's easy for Ace Rothstein or whomever to, you know, drop 50 Gs into a <laughs> player's pocket and say, yeah, you know, take a dive. These guys now, with the millions of dollars that they make, I mean, no one can tilt a game. Look how that turned out for them. Well, that's true. Always wanted to stay at the Tangiers, but never had the chance. That's one of those movies, no matter where it is, when I come across it, Stand. Yep. Godfather had that this weekend. Came across Godfather. Put the remote down. This is staying with. It depends though what channel. Because I will not do the AMC, AMC Godfather. Yeah. Did you see uh, what like three years ago when when HBO edited Godfather one and two? Unfortunately, they left the best one out, but they took the first two. And did it in chronological order. Well, they no. It was like a super edit that. Um, they did that had some extra scenes in there where it, it was just like a five-hour movie, basically. They, I forget they what they the called two. it. Yeah, they the Godfather the Saga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not an HBO no, thing. No, that's no, been no, around no, for no, decades. No, 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 not that one. It was, it was something else that they did. It wasn't the Godfather Saga because they was on TV. You're saying they ran yeah. it back to back. No, they did not run it back to back. No, it was, it was like a super cut of the first two together in one. But there was additional scenes. It was not what they because that was in the seventies. Yeah, it was not that one. It was something completely different. There's a deleted scene from the first Godfather, where uh, Vito is talking to Tom Hagen about the Turk, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and Vito says something like, "Well, you know, this Salazzo is he a tough guy?" And Tom Hagen, the only non-Italian in the entire movie, goes, "You mean is he Sicilian? Forget about it." <laughs> that always struck me. <laughs> Does Carl uh, does Mall remind you of Tom Hagen at all? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit? Hmm. Seven hour. Seven hour Godfather edit featuring previously unseen footage. Well, this see, was that's interesting because I, I f- always believed I had seen all of the footage. Mm-hmm. And there was unseen footage? Unseen footage. Well, I, I may have seen that. Godfather, Godfather 2. Did they I have. She didn't mention the disappointing I mean, Godfather 3. <laughs> You'd love that movie. Did they don't have you? all the symbolism in there? For example, the uh, I don't know the characters, but you know they, they they would tell you what's coming up in the next scene. All the all kind of the the little symbols and innuendo that uh, Coppola put in there that you don't pick up on right away. Like uh, well, we know about the oranges, before, mm-hmm. the fishes, yeah, outside the restaurant. The Godfather epic is what they called it. Hmm. I gotta check out if that's still on HBO. Yeah, you're the HBO hookup. 424 minutes. My goodness. That's quite a day. That is seven hours. Yeah. Seven hours. How is that possible? Really cramming it all in. <sighs> so it's it's not in chronological order? It's just the two movies back-to-back, but with a whole bunch of uh, never-before-seen footage? Seven-hour chronological edit of The Godfather so this Series. is like the the Godfather saga supercut, but with all the nudity and violence yeah, added everything. back in. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I okay. Told you. All right. 
I'm down. Could you watch that seven hours straight? Definitely. Absolutely. No no issue. I know, oh, man, no question about it. It's in your blood, so that's fine. But Scott, Justin, you sure. guys, in you your could. Blood. What is that supposed yeah, to well, mean? What does that mean? I, it means, dump that. I mean, that, that's two of what? The <laughs> he five or six greatest movies us, ever made? Never seen them. <laughs> What's no, the greatest not. thing Coppola did? That trilogy or the wine? Well, now hang on. You can't. No, there's no trilogy. <laughs> there's one and two. <laughs> But if you if you insist on adding Andy Garcia that was pretty travesty good of, of a third movie, which I still have never seen and will not yes, recognize, you have. I have yes, not seen you it. Have. I have not how? seen it. Then how I, do because you know I it's refuse. Bad? That's what people have told me. So That's you, a good question, though. So how do you, you know believe? it's bad? Well, I guess okay, fine. I can't truly personally say it's bad because I've never seen it. But I've never met anyone other Man. than you, and you love being contrarian just to be contrarian. You like look. I part like three. it because my uncle was great in that movie. Andy? Andy Garcia. Well, he was good in Ocean's Eleven, too. I mean, you never can throw that it. one up. Haven't seen any of the Ocean's movies. Zero. In okay, the well, the, the know, only thing that would make me see it is that Clooney's in it. See, now you say, Scott, yeah. um, you know, Casino's one of those movies that no matter what. See, that's Ocean's Eleven Any for me. one of the Ocean's. Ocean's Eleven. Oh, just Eleven. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, no, not definitely not 12. Oh. 13 was okay, but definitely Ocean's Eleven. Shawshank Redemption. See, now I'd say like Pulp Fiction, but again, yeah. if it's, you know. Like, Goodfellas is on right before Better Call Saul on Monday night. So I catch, like, the last five minutes. And even though it's not, you know, it's the last five minutes, it's still, it's like, I, this, no, I can't do this. Who's your best Ocean's character? Hmm. Well, Frank, because of the albums, right? <laughs> wow. I like them all equally. You didn't even get that? <laughs> I, 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 no, think I don't about know it. what you're talking Frank about. Frank Ocean. Great. Billy? There's a reason I'm being silent for this. I'm listening. Pacific? What? Do you know what the Pacific Ocean is? <laughs> yes, I'm aware of what the Pacific Ocean is. Why did you say okay, that? Well, because, I mean, Frank, does Billy, I mean, just crickets was. over there. Well, name another ocean. Atlantic. Oh. Indian. There's, uh, there's a fifth ocean now. Native American. Got to be careful. First the blood thing and all that. You are. It's a what is it? tight Wait, ice no, there's, there's on a fifth that Atlantic ocean. ocean. Didn't, didn't, Arctic. But that no, that was always around. It's yeah. like Southern Ocean or oh, something like that. Arctic, Atlantic, Pacific, Baltic, <laughs> no, Mediterranean. No, that's mon- that's not monopoly. See? Kidding! I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Mediterranean. Uh, I mean, is there anything more useless than those two purple properties right out of the gate? Mediterranean <laughs> and Baltic. They, I mean, this kinda... is old. I think we talked about. Did you read the story on uh, the McDonald's monopoly game? Yeah, that was wrong. I'm too furious long. about that. Do you know how many <laughs> Big Macs? don't like investigative. That was too long. I, I Do you know how many Big Macs I've, I've eaten in my life just scrolling. waiting to get that boardwalk piece? Mm-hmm. Or even just the three greens. I'll settle for the 250000 in cash. And it's this easy that Same. this guy just, here you go, here you go, here's the car. What was his nickname? They had a nickname for the guy, right? Like the Greek or something <laughs> like that. That was the wire. Oh. <laughs> 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 hey, I need boardwalk. Hey, go talk to the Greek. Something like that. He had a nickname. I don't know. You read the whole thing. I didn't. I got bored halfway through. I don't need to read the whole thing. I read it on my phone. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of scrolls. Even more scrolling. Scrolling and scrolling <laughs> and scrolling. Carl Reiner. I, I like the Carl Reiner yeah. character. Yeah, he's good. Just the fact he brought some old codger comedian from like the 50s well, that was the and thing. put you him know, in that the Elliot, current movie Elliot with Gould, all those current, You know, give you yeah. a little... 
Yep. A little bit of that glitzy Vegas. Well, Bernie Mac, I mean, he was fantastic. R.I.P. Uh, hmm? Met Bernie Mac. Were you in the? Were you part of the Mister Three Thousand crowd? I was there. It was. I was interning, so I was there the nights that they. I was an intern here, that summer, and so I was there for the the series. You know, if you listen close enough, Justin was an intern here for like nine years, <laughs> two summers, very long time. Uh huh. The two the summer longest summers, the summer of four. <laughs> so this was the second one. So I was there. I think they did this on a Friday and Saturday against the Astros. And they just had the whole, as soon as you walk in the docks there and go past the locker room, that whole area was set up as like dressing rooms and stuff. And I remember when they filmed the press box scene, A, trying to like scoot over and nudge my way into the shot. Wow. But Angela Bassett. You're shaking. Oh. She was terrible. What about her performance Not in the nice. movie? The best part about that whole series was they, like, the film crew just ordered pizza and brought in like 50 pizzas for people, just a free-for-all in the press. Oh, yeah. yeah good for you. Mm. Yeah, I was an intern. Unpaid uh, intern free here. <laughs> free beats. Unpaid intern. You better believe I was doing that. Yeah. It's hard enough so to now, try and now, sneak free hot that? dogs in the press box. That was 04. Because you were also an intern in 08, according to No, I to wasn't. You. I was a producer here in 08. You were not. Yes, I was. Why don't I remember you then? We started, we started. the same day. We're, we're in the same WTMJ class. Oh. Same graduating Only class. Only two left. <laughs> or, <yeah. laughs> uh, hmm. Enrolled in the 10-year plan. Yeah, one of my first days was... Trying to sneak free ice cream in the Miller Park. Oh, the ice cream is free. Was, uh... Really? Cause they... I, the soft serve is free. That's, the only, that's that sure? and soda, yeah. It was ice cream and then like the, well, the Italian yeah, the, the, ice. The scoop. I don't know. I always got dirty looks anytime I went. No, for it was. Well, I don't know what you were doing, but that was free. Yeah, well. I tried to sneak <laughs> the hot dogs for free because those were like yeah, four no, bucks. Those you couldn't. But like some games, they would just if there's leftover hot dogs, just set them on the table. Like well, I always enjoyed these. when there would be the random huge cake. Oh. Oh, somebody's birthday for what? Oh, a birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was Lou's birthday. Yeah, Lou. <laughs> Lou was good people. <laughs> was is he still? I don't know. Is he still around? Did you try and kill somebody? No. Did you try and kill somebody? Who? Did you just try and kill somebody? No, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's been three years since I covered the team, so I, you know, who was Lou? An usher? Yeah. He. Uh, yeah, press box usher. Press box usher would always come and sit down in the row where our seats were. Yep. Tell me about yesteryear and Eddie Matthews and mm. Warren Spahn. Spotty. Mm. One of the uh, Tories. Joe? Frank? Frank? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> the lesser known Tory. Those were the days, man. And they just loading up on the ice cream, unlimited toppings. Well, you just know. Just going ham on the Mountain Dew. And, and for, the, for, the, for the kids out there listening, uh, what are the class of 20. 22 just uh, starting Jeez. up, you know, as an intern, keep those ears open. Just soak in. Be a sponge. You'll learn a lot by just listening. As an intern, find a different job. 
Or that. Number one, I don't want you breathing down my neck. And number two, I mean, you're going to be poor for the rest of your life. So, An uplifting message of hope. 100% true. Ashton, anything to... You still awake? I should have started listening a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's the real no, question. No, it's your advice oh that you just God. said. I should have started listening. You're not even listening now, are you? <laughs> I just recanted your advice. I mean, what do you want? What were you going to say, Justin? After he College football this weekend. Them? Yeah. <laughs> he is so bored with right. everything that's happening. I wouldn't say bored. I'm learning a lot. Uh, have you <laughs> developed enough of opinion to pick four playoff teams? Um, well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Uh, you tell me. It's pretty obvious um, that one will not be, even though people in this area think they will. Really? You think they will? I'm not saying. I'm just Got trying some to holes gauge. there. I, all right. Uh, well, Alabama, Clemson. Yeah. Washington? Probably. Hmm. Um, Penn State? A lot of Penn State. A lot of Michigan State buzz, too. Yeah, I don't know about that. I feel like Penn State, uh, they get Wisconsin at home. Yes. And they get... Ohio State at home. Ohio State at home, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, Ohio State, who knows what's going to happen even, there. They might even get Michigan State at home, but I feel like they have to play at Michigan. Dial this one up. Oh, I mean, that's Michigan. Hey, that's it. Listen, I mean, I know people out there are going to accuse me of, of bias, but, I mean, how many years are we going to have to put up with Michigan being the fourth best team in that division? They have Michigan State at home, Ohio State at home. Michigan on the road. Yeah. Wisconsin at home. Yeah. So yeah, the three toughest tough to games are at home. Yep. But they do go through a pretty tough stretch um, when when they face the Badgers, do they not? Ohio State, Michigan State, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah, Iowa at Michigan. That's, that's big. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin's going to win the West. Oh, definitely. But – there's, I don't know. There, PJ Flex got this. <laughs> Stop it. There's, there's a lot of holes on that team. Rolling the boat. Manageable. It's manageable to get you to the Big Ten championship game. Certainly. What happens in that game? You know. Because um, it's been deja vu all over. Yeah, it has. And uh, Plus another part of it is now, I don't know if this year is going to be different, um, but I mean, Ohio State has been the roadblock the last two years. I think the big thing is there are – well, now all of a sudden at wide receiver you have some question marks, and that was your deepest spot that you thought. Um, I, I'm not as concerned. Okay. Linebacker, there's certainly some I, questions I think it, there. I it, it's, it's two things. It's defense in those big games. So, you know, when you're at Penn State, Big Ten championship game, and, you know, I don't want to put it all on it, but Alex Hornibrook came alive against Miami New Orange Bowl. He's going to have to do that. Make the big plays in big games. Miami, the BYU game, was probably those were his best two games last year. Yeah, but he was there was no in between. He was really good, or he was really yeah. bad. And yeah, you have a great offensive line and Jonathan Taylor, and even with Quintez Cephas out, we don't. What's happening with Danny Davis too? Two games at least. Even with those, I mean, yes, you're still very deep at wide receiver, but you're replacing a lot at linebacker. You're replacing a lot in the secondary. Who knows if any young guys step up, but that defense isn't as deep as it's been. How do we feel about the Friday night? I hate 
the Friday night yeah, the Big Friday Ten night. games. I I just hate Friday night games in general. Why? You like them? Well, but hate is such a strong. Yeah. You may be indifferent or you don't care yeah. for well, it. Oh, I know, hate it. I hey, look, there's. Well, look, I don't mind it this year because my Fridays are open though. There's a group out there that likes to say Saturdays are for the boys, Friday nights are for the American, and Sundays conference. are for the breeze. That's right. <laughs> Friday nights are for the American Conference. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, you want to see Temple play Southern Miss or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So did you uh, did you dip your toe in the college football water last week with the soft launch week zero? I, I watched very little. That, that Hawaii game, Hawaii-Colorado State. I'll tell you this, and I believe it's also a Friday night game. Colorado-Colorado State mm. is low-key an awesome college football yeah. rivalry. I don't know if that's coming through, but yeah, big, big. Re- Silent still. What college football games are you looking forward oh, to? Oh, we know what he's looking it's forward to. It's starting already. I mean, Jeez. how bad is, is it going to be for me Saturday night? Say to these what guys. What do you mean? Louisville? Against Alabama. Oh, how bad is that going to be for me? Do not turn on your TV. Probably should watch. I get to pick pretty much any other game to watch. If I'm Bobby Petrino, I'm taking a motorcycle ride somewhere. It was 25 and a half yesterday. Yeah. Why don't you tell these guys what you told me earlier tonight? Oh, God. He's going to lose his what face did I say? about a certain Big Ten team <laughs> coached by a certain sh- former NFL coach. What if he shows up at the news conference after and his face looks exactly like it did when he fell off the motorcycle? Neck rough race. game, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a rough one. I, well, the I genuinely don't really know what you're referring to. Yeah, you do. Neck no, race. I don't. Lovey Smith. <laughs> oh, what about Lovey? Oh, hang on. He's my you guy. think Illinois no, I don't is going to be anything other than a no. one-win team? They yeah, you more, do. You said they're relevant. Have I said relevant. Okay, hold on. Both of you, Have you Justin, seen their no, coaching quiet. staff? What do you think of – what does the word relevant mean to you? Uh, at least 500. No, just the word relevant. When you hear the word relevant in any context, well, what does that no, mean? Now you're changing your story. It's what I said in there. I said they you were said relevant Illinois now. Illinois is back to being relevant. They are back to being relevant. No, they're as not. As in, they're not a, just a joke. Well, they're sort no, of mostly no. a joke, but they're, they're not just a joke. Relevant, they're just you relevant. You have to be like mediocre at least. They are nowhere near that. I'll, the only thing I said to Jeff was I said, what you know about Lovey Smith? Then he made a Jeff comment, per usual, and then no, I. Said, I mean, if you want to go seven I'll, and nine, call Lovey right. Smith. I'm not an Illinois fan. I like Lovey Smith. All I said was, and, all I said was, they're relevant again. No, they're relevant. No, but you're not a fan. Relevant. Did they? That people are actually talking about them. Good, bad, or indifferent, they're relevant. Who's talking? Who's about, talking you tell about me Illinois. exactly. Who's talking about them? Oh my God! Cite your source. No. Why is that Bowling Green education? That's why I left. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen their coaching staff too? Illinois no. Hardy, I think Hardy Nickerson's Ooh. their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Is isn't his son the offensive coordinator? Or special teams? There's a couple of Hardy Nickerson players Jr. On that. No, no, Lovey. Oh. Oh, I was gonna say, because yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, it probably I I I don't know. I, his kid did coach with him when he was with the Bears, so I assume oh, he's probably just still on his coat. His hanging by his coat Speaking of the Bears, did, did, did oh, you God. find did you find a clip that we've been? No, I, what, what did I say twenty minutes ago? <laughs> They're in Justin's. Fi- this is so dumb. You this should, is why I stay silent here. You were on Scott, the email. You get it. Scott gets it. Scott you were on the you email. You told me to shut up a second ago. I'm well, just because I didn't want you to to defend Jeff yet. That's all. Well, can we do it next week when we make our NFL predictions? I quit. Don't. Don't tease us like that. Yeah, don't quit. I'm looking. I'm looking for the uh, the, the clip here. Which one? The Buono? 
No, you never oh, sent well, me that. I, I would still love it's to on hear the that. Internet, it's, man. It's not just a clip on the internet. I would have to listen to the whole thing. You afraid he's going to say something? Uh, no, the whole thing is five minutes long. Do you want to play the entire five minute clip? At this rate, I mean, this is Might all you're well. saying. Oh, I think this is it. Yeah, see, I see a 35 second clip right here. Yeah, it took it's him not three it. seconds. He says the F word within the first 12 seconds. Oh, boy. Hey, here we go. I, yeah, <laughs> like I said, oh, that was the first clip that I went to. I see the way that the mouth, Look at this mouth. <laughs> this mouth looks like an F bomb. Forming mm. the letter F. Like I said, that was the first one that I went to, and okay, it was so not congratulations, bad. you were right. I know, shocking that I would tell a fact. One time. Oh. What about the minute long clip? Is this over yet? Well, Did you see the minute long months. clip? Yes. This has got to be it, it's right? not it. It's the same clip just extended that you just played. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's exact same spot. His mom is the exact same Too formation. Good. Too good. Uh, 24 hours from now, less than 24 hours from now, we'll leave on this. We'll all be gathered here. Unfortunately. Yeah. But you drive past something on your way here every day. It's never happening now. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. After tonight's Wait a second. After wow. tonight's performance from the U2, never happening. You promised. Guess what? I'm taking back my promise. What did you, know you promise? Promise to Scott, I will bring you steak and shake. What is no it? one else. Wow, steak and shake. Steak and shake. Yeah, you guys lost your privileges, so sorry. You're going to have to drive down there. By the way, you, you're going to wow. pay off that second half of your uh, your cover five bet from last year? <laughs> I don't know why I'm being penalized no for being good at You're not being penalized. Games. Part of Jeff and you got, just another thing. No, no, no. You got all five games right on cover five. Two weeks in a row. And you, you get it right. Week. Why do you have to buy something? That doesn't make because sense. Because you got it right. Do you know how difficult it is to pick five NFL games Why against the spread correctly? Why do you have correctly? to spend your own damn money on something that you got right? It's a nice, warm gesture. <laughs> you have good karma, so you give it back to the universe. Whoa, so it comes whoa, back whoa, to you. Whoa, 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 not whoa, yet. Whoa, not, not yet. yet. Wait a couple of months to Maybe say that. late Maybe October, early two November. Months from now, yeah, but not yet. Just for a split second there, Ashton, I felt like you. Pretty unfortunate, isn't I, it? I know what it's like to walk in your shoes for just that. It sucks. Tiny. It yeah, does. It's it does. awful. It's a bad place to yeah, be. Yeah, maybe you should treat me a little better. Throw some good mojo out into the world. You and know, it comes while back. we're on the subject, one of the things they were I, also I, in the running. I one heard. <laughs> good mojo. <laughs> one of the things I miss most while we're on the subject. Arby's doesn't do five for five or five well, nine well, five is a more. They did two. last year, and you should have no, scooped it up. No, they you did not. And I want a big Montana. I don't want those little sliders. <laughs> I'll give you a big Montana. I'm not giving you five. That's first fine. of all, you can't no, eat five. five. I eat two. Ashton eats two. And if you're good, we'll give you the fifth one. <laughs> Shocked that he's sharing with me. Well, why wouldn't I? I look out for you. Why wouldn't I? Despite, I played despite the, I played your broken the promise right, I played of the steak fifth. and shake. Real quick before we go, things you miss the most. Fast food as a kid. Five for five from Arby's. Uh, the Olympic Cups mm-hmm. at McDonald's. Remember those? I don't. Uh, Dream the, Team. The and I'm, this you guys probably don't remember is the McDLT. I remember it. What was it though? Remind me. That I was the name. that was where they had uh, in the old styrofoam container. There was the hot. Oh and the yeah, cold. yeah yeah yeah. They separated it. Yeah. yeah. They, oh, so the yep. lettuce and the tomato stayed crisp and and fresh, and then yep. the cheese was all melting. You put it together and you know had yourself Arch a deluxe. McDLT. <laughs> that was more of a '90s thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a '90s thing. Arch Deluxe though. He doesn't even know what that is. No, he does. He doesn't know anything. Wendy's, remember when they had the salad bar? 
Yes, yes. Now, oh, the Jello, um, with the salad bar, fish sticks, mm-hmm. make a salad first. God, that was from horrible. college twenty years ago. I don't think Wendy's has brought this back. Remember the the grilled stuffed pitas? Yes, fantastic, Wendy's. I know you're listening. I implore you, give us the pitas. Is Dave Thomas still alive? No, no, right? long uh, since. Come on. Yeah. Took That's that one to go. Enough.